1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook, and today I am joined by such a fantastic guest. He's a dear friend of mine, he's an incredible comic, and he has a new special out on YouTube called Daddy. I have on Jeremiah Watkins. We talk all about him becoming a dad, we talk about how he relieves stress when he's on the road, we talk about changes in his relationship once he had kids and navigating that he gives such great advice for anybody with kids and i just i loved his perspective so i hope you guys enjoy this episode Uh, you can go watch his special on youtube and you can also watch stand up on the spot which is his web series i've actually done it so uh, my episode is on youtube as well You can follow him on all social media at Jeremiah standup and his website is jeremiahwatkins.com for tour dates. So, I hope you guys enjoy this interview with him. Um, This episode is coming out at the end of May. So I will be headlining Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Vegas June 1st through the 4th. I will be in Burbank at Flappers at the end of this month as well in June. And then so many other dates coming up. I'm going to be in Davenport, Iowa. I'm going to be in Phoenix. Uh, I'm going to be in Dania Beach, Florida. Just tons coming up. So go to KelseyCook.com get those tour date tickets and also please make sure you watch my special the hustler which is also on youtube so there's so so many specials out on youtube right now you guys like a ton all came out at once so if you're looking to binge some some stand-up youtube is the spot and i think that is it for announcements so without further ado here is the interview with jeremiah watkins and i will talk to you guys at the end of the interview as well all right. You guys know him from the intro. Please welcome Jeremiah Watkins. Yay.
2: Hello, hello. How are you?
1: I am good. Thank you for coming on the show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. You know, we were talking before we started recording about if we've had you on Self-Helpless before, and I just realized that we have had you on Risk of Fury. So maybe yes. that's what I have been thinking of.
2: And if you recall from that, I am a competitive guy <laughs> that was not ready to lose like that.
1: It was very fun for me, because I only know you as just a complete sweetheart. And so it's fun when I get people on the table, and I see any other side of them. And even when you're competitive, you're still a sweetheart. But like, I could tell that you definitely wanted to win.
2: Oh, no, no. There were parts of me that I was like, Trevor Wallace, get it together. (laughs) Come on. What's happening here? I know. us blindfolded. So that that hurt extra bad. Like I was stoked that we got points on the board when you're blindfolded, but it's still you beat us blindfolded.
1: God, I forgot about that. That that was a highlight. I didn't,
2: Kelsey. I didn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) wake up in a cold sweat every day at 2 (laughs) a.m.
2: I gotta figure out a way how to beat her at something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we've had you on Rissa Fury. And then also you are, I think, the only guest we've had on Trumpet Tuesday.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I had so much fun playing with you and your dad. That was uh, that was great.
1: Man, I've reposted the clip a couple times because it's, uh, it has to be one of my top five moments on Trapa Tuesday, but when you guys did um, Electric Feel together.
2: MGMT, like, yeah, popping uh, out, doing some dance moves. Yeah, it was fun.
1: It gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. Your harmonies is the way you sound together. It was so good. So anyway, you guys should definitely go watch Jeremiah's episode uh, while he's on Rissa Fury and the Trumpet Tuesday that we did with my dad. That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a new special out. I do. Called Daddy.
2: Called Daddy.
1: (laughs) Which I feel like you have to say in that voice.
2: You have to say Danny. Danny. <laughs> Danny.
1: <laughs> Which you have a very funny bit about. And uh it's also on YouTube. So many people have YouTube specials out right now. It's very exciting.
2: Yeah, it's kind of uh kind of the the wave right now. It's just giving it direct to uh you know yeah. straight to the audience without any kind of like filters or in between uh, yeah. networks or anything. So yeah.
1: It's very fun and so we have done a few episodes uh, in the past few months that are talking about people becoming mothers, the transition into motherhood, all of those sort of things. But we haven't talked about um, men becoming fathers. And yeah. I, so you have, how old is your son?
2: He's almost two years old.
1: Okay. Yeah. But your wife is pregnant again, correct?
2: She is, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're doing June
1: Oh, my gosh, congratulations.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, this is coming out. This episode's coming out at the end of May. So by the time this comes out, it'll be getting getting real close. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know, gearing up for it right now.
1: So tell me about what that's been like for you, what your you know life changes have been. I mean, obviously, that's such a massive life change, but we have really been focusing lately on. The transition for mothers and i wonder what it's been like emotionally for you
2: yeah it's um it's a lot of i'm i'm good i would say one of my strengths as a partner to my wife is uh i'm good at compartmentalizing mm-hmm. but sometimes almost to a detriment like when like when she when we were like when she was giving birth like I, i'm like i'm becoming a dad today <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. try to mentally prepare for it, but then it's like it's there. Yeah. Uh, so the the weeks that follow that um, I think were way more my wife's might be a healthier way of like it's a it's more of a gradual thing. But I'm like very in the present here and now. So Got I'm it. Like, let's get through this week. That's how I'm always like I'm always like, let's get through this week. Let's like and then we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that. Um. So as i've become a dad longer i've had to uh rewire my brain a little bit more so it's not so like just right here right now because you know you have to plan for kids futures and their their like daycares and and different things like that if it was you know if it was up to me my mentality would be like wait he has to go to school now he's (laughs) He's (laughs) (laughs) He's twelve. <laughs>
1: <You know, like, laughs> what the fuck happened? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've been having to to, to it's been a, a a good learning process for me, but I've been loving it. It's it's very much an adventure where it gives different purpose and meaning uh, throughout the weeks. And when I come back home from doing the road, it's more of a, uh, I've always been excited to see my wife, but there's even more excitement because there's there's two of them now at yeah. home. So yeah. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's a pretty common thing for comedians to focus on the now and living life one week at a time, Mm -hmm. because I think based on touring, things get so stressful. It's like it gets a little overwhelming sometimes if you are easily even beyond that week. And I think when you start in comedy as well, it's so daunting to figure out how you actually are going to make it and at least for me i don't know if you experienced this but i had people really early on be like but what about like a 401k or retirement like what are you going to do and you just have to go i don't know yet but i'm just gonna hope it goes well enough but yeah one i I'm... mean
2: that 401k that's a word i have not even considered or thought of you know what i mean it, it's, right. i'm just so like hey i'm paying my bills right now i'm so grateful that that's mm-hmm. happening at the moment in the present moment.
1: Yeah. So I can see with having kids how that's such a big gear shift to then move into like, oh, shit, I have to actually plan for the future of this small human.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also just like with, you know, so my wife can heal properly and everything yeah. after the baby's born. We have to mentally prepare and mentally, physically and uh, monetarily, you know, prepare yeah. for chunks of time where. Uh, you know, she, she can take off work properly and heal, and it's that it's hard though as a comedian to to do that because as you know, there's ebbs and flows of when we're busy. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh great, our calendar's full, things are awesome and working, but then you'll go through what we you know dry spells where you're like, what's going on? Like, like, right? I don't know. Luckily, right. over the years, I think that there's hopefully you know, knock on wood, there will be less and less dry spells, but that. Early on as a comic, like it's constantly.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: Up and down all the time.
1: Yeah. What are some things that you feel like you might do differently from raising your firstborn into now you're having a second child? Like, especially those first weeks after delivery and all that. Are there some mm-hmm. things that now you're like, oh, okay, I learned that the first time that now I'm going to do this differently? Is there anything like that?
2: Um, there's definitely just some time. Management stuff mm. that I wanna do differently, uh I kinda went crazy, blinders, like I gotta work, I gotta provide I went into to to the the hunter gatherer like like I'm like i'm i gotta do it all right now yeah. to, to make sure that like the baby's good and my wife's good and and they're happy, and they're eating and all, all that yeah. stuff so i I kind of threw myself into work a little bit more than maybe I would have liked to on that first baby, like around uh the the very newborn stages where I'm trying to plan accordingly this time, like what we're talking about. Yeah. It kinda hit me like a truck last time where I'm like, Oh, I gotta figure out so much stuff. But this time around, uh, I'm gonna try to appreciate really uh the moments and take the moments mm. and really value them because I think I mean this is gonna be our last kid so yeah. I want to value and make the most out of that time when they're little, because it is very, you've heard every parent say it, but it is very odd how quickly the time flies by like where you're yes. like my son's two. It literally feels like just a few weeks ago, we were delivering wow. him in the hospital. Wow. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. When they, they're such a different human week to week, those first couple of years. Yeah even the first, I don't know, five, 10, but I feel I like mean, now being in our thirties, we're kind of the same for long stretches of time, but right. when kids are tiny. It's like, I haven't seen my niece in a few months and it kills me because I'm like, well, I'll never get those specific months with her again. Like she won't be that version of her ever again. Yeah,
2: It's hard. Even the balance of going on the road. Uh, it, it sounds crazy to, to say this, but I'll literally, if I'm gone for a weekend or a long week, Yeah, there will be jumps in development that I wasn't Uh, there for, which is which is that's that's hard where you come home and he's talking way more. I'm like, he's talking more just in this last week that I have been gone. Like I I just did. I was uh, in uh, Austin doing some podcasts and stuff like that. And I was gone for the week and I came back and it was like a different version of him. I'm like, this is so wild.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous
1: What has it been like for you with maybe a difference in how your wife has related to the baby with the responsibilities that just naturally come from like carrying the child and giving birth and breastfeeding and all of that. Has that ever been difficult to navigate? Like if you've felt that she has a different connection to the baby than you do.
2: Uh, I'm, i am I think that I'm okay with this because I get it. Like I'm very much a mama's boy.
0: Oh yeah.
2: So I understand that. I mean, every, you know, every family dynamic is very different, but I get that he's going to want mama at the end of the day. I mean, I, I, this is coming from a mama's boy. I'm like, I know dad comes second. And also (laughs) my wife spends so much more time with him. I would honestly feel really really guilty if he was constantly like dad 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 like yeah. like while i'm gone and on the road and everything like when i come home he wants me for a little bit and then he's like all right mama mama <laughs> like back then, <laughs> Like I, I want mama now yeah like, like dad you're cool and everything but like we 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 had our play time together i, I need to go back to mom
1: <laughs> oh that's so interesting
2: so i'm yeah. i'm okay with that i don't know how other dads navigate that but i also don't know if other dads are that comfortable and being self-aware that like i'm just a mama's boy and like my dad knows that we have an amazing relationship but he knows at the end of the day like you know when i come home and visit like i'm gonna see my mom maybe just a a slight little bit more than my dad that's just how it goes
1: yeah that's very cool that you have that open of a relationship with your parents it's like he kind of knows that and there's no judgment
2: yeah, he he gets it because he was a mama's boy too. I mean, he's he's, I <laughs> like I come from a lineage of mama's boys, I guess. Like he would constantly yeah. go visit his mom, even in her old age. Like like he yeah. would spend like the mornings with her and get breakfast with her and and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> have you felt like, and this is a personal thing. I feel like it's very different from couple to couple, but do you feel like your relationship with your wife has changed? And if so, do you have any advice for our listeners who might also have a baby on the way or have a newborn and are trying to figure out that new dynamic in their romantic relationship?
2: Yeah, uh, I I mean, so I, I've talked to other new dads, uh, about this. And then just my wife will talk to new moms about the dynamic because Mm -hmm. it is obviously it's a life changer. You're literally bringing not only a child in, but they're also a roommate. They're, they're, they're living in your space. You're walking into a room, even if you love them, Yeah, like it, it doesn't matter. It's still a dynamic that you have to learn and, and grow and figure out. You're walking into the kitchen with sometimes your roommate is opening cereal hands down and it's all over the floor <laughs> and you got to figure out like hey, that's my cereal I bought that cereal that's not even that's not even the kid's cereal you're in my cereal right now like going no. to town on it. uh oh gosh it so that that's that's an odd uh kind of thing that like for me that sometimes I have to be like, Oh, yeah, that's my son, I love him, I love him that's my son <laughs> <laughs> this guy's uh, burning
1: through my reason, brand, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Who are you yeah, uh,
2: but I think a lot of um you know to address your question more head on I think it, for my wife and I, the only reason why we've had a uh, a successful relationship for as long as we have we've been together now uh 13 years and we got married in 2017.
1: Oh, congratulations. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. Uh thank you. And um without really, really communicating, we would have had so many, so many issues. Um yeah. it's one of those things where I think it is definitely it's it's an easier thing to advise than to really take in and, and do. We'd be right. like, yeah, you got to communicate. And people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah. You're already not listening. You're already <laughs> listening what I just said. No, yeah. no, 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 I got it. You're like, no, take in the words that I'm saying. <laughs> That's and, so funny. Yeah. And there's there's different things that uh when you have a new kid, uh, it changes obviously your sex life yeah. because there's another person who's needing you. Yeah. So my wife and I are transparent, and if we you know, if the week is getting busy or something, we are straight up sometimes. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we need to have sex soon. Like we, that's like,
1: great. Like yeah. We like,
2: And it's not like a it's not a weird thing. We're both like, like, I'll be like, hey, like, I need to do this before I go out on the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't yeah. want to be alone right. in a hotel room again, jerking off. <laughs> like, right. I'd, like to, I'd like to make love right. with you before I, I go on the road. So yeah. we try to be transparent with each other's needs and that helps tremendously.
1: Yeah. Does she ever approach you the same way where she's like, listen, like I need to get some.
2: Yeah, no, that's what's great about it. Yeah. And she, and she, she'll literally be like, we haven't had sex in a while. I'm like, I know, I, I, I know. Like, I, and sometimes it's not because we both are not wanting to. We're sometimes thinking yes. that the other person is too tired or too much is going on in their lives, mm-hmm. but that's where the lack of communication becomes a problem in relationships. Yes. And that's when women start feeling like they're not sexy after pregnancy because their husband isn't approaching as much ah. because the, the husband might be inside their head and be like, right. oh, my wife's too tired. She has too much going on. It's like, no, she might really, really want that. <laughs> And she yeah. might want to feel sexy and she wants you to approach her but right. sometimes as the man you do need to take the initiative mm-hmm. to be like hey like
1: totally whatever
2: you want like whenever you're comfortable i i mean it's really not nothing is awkward in relationships in my opinion unless that person is making it awkward right anytime you've i've had quote unquote beef with somebody i'll walk straight up to them like hey i don't know what's going on
1: yeah but
2: I'm cool. If you're good, like if if you're good, I'm good. So I'm not holding any, I don't know what, like, Mm -hmm. if you have any preconceived notions about me or anything, but I I try to get to the source immediately. So there's not wasted time and wasted emotions.
1: Good for you. We talked on this podcast a really long time ago about kind of the controversy around couples who schedule sex. And for some people, that's a very unromantic notion to have scheduled sex. And I think it doesn't have to be that black and white. I don't think it necessarily has to be something you write on your planner. If I it agree. is, that's totally fine. I just think that a lot of the times people get it in their head that it has to be completely non-communicated. It's like all just in somebody approaching you and like initiating. I think there's a middle ground like you said where it's just saying like, "Hey, I'm super tired tonight, but do you want to have sex tomorrow? Because I really want to have sex tomorrow. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, what's your... Are you feeling like you've got time later? Because, like, I really want to fuck you. You know, like, you... Just even talking like that with your partner, I don't think that's fully... You've got, like, a standing appointment if that's not where you're into. But it's still just communicating with them that you're interested in that. I don't think... At least in my opinion, I don't think that takes away the magic. It's just trying to make sure, I think, especially being a parent that that is still yeah. part of your relationship. I can't imagine how hard that is.
2: Yeah. The, I, I think the scheduling is definitely extreme. It takes, it takes a little bit of the sexiness out of right. looking up because right. in a planner or a Google calendar, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I don't want to make it like a doctor's appointment. Like that's, that's so weird. To me. Right, right. But if, you yeah. know, if my kid is sleeping, Hey, we've got an hour. Let's go. Like, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the
0: mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays
1: an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't
0: recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping Dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Yeah. um, So we also, you and I were texting before about that you, maybe this is correlated, that you use exercise to help with stress or vice versa. Um, what is your process of, of when you have stress and handling it?
2: Uh, so when I can, when I'm, uh, available to do it, I, I still play basketball and that's a really good way for me to release a lot of stress. If I'm on the road, I'm real bad about exercising on the road. And I know that I would probably feel better if I got out of bed and went on to the hotel gym that I never use or whatever. Yeah i'd feel better uh but what i do after shows on the road is i play pool on the road and that's a good way to just focus on something that has nothing to do with work yeah and it's just focusing on a game that makes me feel good i'm sure you might zen out a little bit sometimes when you play foosball a little bit totally right
1: nothing takes my mind off of other things going on more than foosball actually because it requires constant focus it's such a fast-paced game i mean Mm -hmm. you it's hard to even blink. You miss things when you blink in foosball because uh, if you're playing at a really high level, it moves so fast. Yeah. And I love that about it. So yeah, I can totally see how pool is a great tool for decomp- decompressing.
2: Yeah, even it com- even with like, it comes down to, if you are stressed out, it's one of those things, like it affects your game in pool. Like it, it forces uh, you because mm-hmm. it's, it's such a more, Um, it's such a slower game, obviously, uh, where you're really having to take your time and really sink in. And even with your breathing and everything, when you're, when you're going to shoot, like your stroke is going to be affected. If you're like all riled up and like, you got other things on your mind, uh, Mm -hmm. or, or you're thinking about other things, like you're not going to be playing well. Right. And so that's nice to just put all that energy into something and be like, ah, I can just focus on this for the time being.
1: Yes. It's so important. And I do think as we get older, hobbies become less and less of a priority for people. Yeah. It just kind of all gets funneled into people's job or I, I hate the excuse
2: actually. Um, when people go, well, I have kids now or well, like the, it's like they're blaming not having certain parts of their life anymore because they have a kid. I can't stay out that late. I have I have a kid yeah. like I'm like you know that if you do stuff like that like unconsciously like that is gonna affect the way you raise your kid too Mm -hmm. if you have that attitude about that little bit of negativity where because that's resentment that's what that is and it's like then why did you have kids if that's your attitude about that the people who for me it's a huge turnoff to me when when people are constantly put off by their own kids Yes. And we face that all the time in conversation with people yeah. where you ask them how they're doing, they're like, oh, well, he's crazy with my kids. <laughs> and that, that's not a fun person to talk to. Yeah. And I never want to be that dad. And I don't want to be that, that husband. And I don't want to be that, that father because it, that, it all permeates and, and bleeds into other areas of your life. Like your relationships can feel that if you're not yeah. positive about stuff
1: that's such a good point. Do you feel like now that you've had kids, are you around more adults in your life that do also have young kids, if it's just from like meeting people in playgroups or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think also like you're saying as as we're entering the, you know, the more of the mid 30s and stuff like that, it's um it's just natural that more people are starting to have kids it's weird though for comedians uh it's a delayed Mm -hmm. thing so when i had my son two years ago already Mm -hmm. there's comics that were literally like you're crazy dude you're having a kid at 32 you're crazy and i'm like in the midwest where i'm from i'm actually a very late to the game like in other parts of the country people start having kids like right out of, of high school and college and everything oh so certain I'm like, people were telling you that you
1: were young to have them at 32
2: oh comics were telling me they're like oh, how so interesting young, man. yeah oh, how
1: interesting wow they're like yeah. what are
2: you doing dude these are the years i'm like what, <laughs> what are you talking about
1: yeah
2: i mean it was all guys it was all guys of course
1: right of course yeah. yeah 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 do you feel like the some of the other adults that you have in your life that have young children do you ever get the vibe from them you're talking about that kind of negativity or the resentment do you ever get the vibe from them that if they could go back in a time machine now that they know what it's like to have kids that they would maybe make a different decision
2: oh possibly possibly yeah
1: yeah we talk on the show there are you know a lot of reddit threads particularly (laughs) about mothers who are open about regretting having children
2: where they're like look
1: I love it's my heavy. kid. Yeah, yeah, it is heavy. And I think there's there's so much shame around that, of course. But it's parents who are like, I love my child. Um, I would do anything for them. However, if like knowing what I know now of how hard it is to be a parent, if I could go back in time, I would have picked a different path. And that's so fascinating to me. Yeah. And those are only the people who feel comfortable sharing that online I, I think anonymously, I'm not sure, but uh, I just because I've made the decision in the last i don't know year or so that I won't be having kids, which is something mm-hmm. that i I just always assumed I would, and then the m- older you get, the more you really think about it for me being a and 20, also
2: the more you get to know yourself, yeah. the older you get
1: yeah, absolutely uh you do realize what a huge it's a life-changing commitment for the rest of your life. And so for me, I just realized that that wasn't the right path for me, but um, I do think it's interesting that once people have them, that for some people it's like, oh shit, I had no idea how hard this was going to be.
2: Yeah. I I think I'm honestly on the other end of that spectrum. I was very apprehensive to have kids, like to the point where, it all i mean to the point where my wife and i were together for a long time and i i brought that up and that like i'm like i don't know if i i like i got to a point where i was like, I don't know if i want kids yeah and it was something that was like it was almost detrimental to our relationship because yeah. it was like she, she's like i've always told you very mm-hmm. early on and you've always been open to the idea and I was kind of having a comedian crisis where I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do this.
1: Yeah, uh, of course. That's, that's completely understandable.
2: Yeah. And we we went to um, uh, couples counseling about yeah. it. And I kind of got out all my, my fears and everything. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it came down to uh, when I started talking about it, I was like, I felt like I was going to get lost in the mix. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was going to be. Like kind of pushed out where I'm just like the dad at the edge of the the picture that's just waving. <laughs> oh, just burgers. Oh, hey, that's my family over there.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm bur- happy to be here. <laughs> I got burgers if they want them. They told me they already ate, but I just thought I'd make them yeah. anyway. <laughs> you know, they said that they wanted burgers and then they went to McDonald's. It's fine. I'm just gonna be over here grilling. <laughs> yeah a, a walter
1: white before yeah. you yeah. know breaking bad just kind of like <laughs> a, a non-main character in his yeah. Own life yeah
2: so uh i think f- it's one of those things where it's been a huge for me uh it's the it's been the opposite actually where i went in apprehensive and now i'm, I'm super grateful that i we are having kids uh just oh. because uh it's nice for me because I am so fo- with, you know, with the stand-up comedian path, we have to talk about ourselves and focus on ourselves so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do a lot of projects uh, where I sometimes spread myself a little bit too thin. It's really nice to put that into somebody that uh, you love like a kid. So for mm-hmm. me, it, it um, I think it p- would have been one of the opposite Reddit threads for me where I'm like. <laughs> she yeah. was the one that got away she wanted to have a kid and i said no and then <laughs> uh you know i mm-hmm. went out and i tried to do the single life and it felt empty and yeah, yeah so.
1: wow that's really cool i have also heard that i have some people in my life who have had kids and then go and even mothers who often i think are the ones that are like I, this is too much for me this is too much responsibility yeah. i have mothers in my life who are like it's actually easier than i thought it was gonna be and then I have also other mothers in my life that are like, yeah, that i We're only having one kid because I had no idea that this right. would be as insane as it is. So, yeah. Um, tell me about the process of shooting your special.
2: Yeah, we uh, shot it at uh, Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin. Amazing, love that club. Amazing, yeah. And uh, we uh, it was we were shooting uh, a couple shows that night uh, on on the Saturday, and mm-hmm. we got. I want to say about 53 out of the 57 minutes all from one show. Um, Incredible. Like one show just went the early show. Just like when I walked off, I'm like, I think we got it. And then we literally traded yeah. out one bit that went a little bit better on the late show uh, to put in there. And Incredible. it was a good uh, mix of what I do. I I I did uh, material with some sprinkling of riffing and crowd work kind of throughout. Like if somebody goes to see me headline, This special is a really good representation of kind of what I do in the room. I kind of go in and out of material and find different pockets to riff and do crowd work and stuff like that. And I want to say probably, probably 45 to 47 is solid material. And then the rest is like riffing and crowd work. So
1: that's really cool. Uh, You have an amazing show that's also on YouTube called Stand Up on the Spot. Yeah, which you've done. I have done. I did it in Austin um, yeah, moon at the tower. Moon, tower, uh, moon Tower Festival, and it's such a blast. It really is like you don't know what is going to happen. It's a completely different show every time because you're building material in the moment just based off of the crowd's suggestion. Yeah. So it's... It's pretty crazy, it's a good time uh and the show You shared is some so...
2: pretty epic stories uh <laughs> that that triggered some suggestions triggered some stuff uh yes um, that, well, that, that ha- you shared like this awesome pad story uh...
1: yes <laughs> I have you to thank for <gasps> bringing that out in my mind because now I actually do that on stay I've like built it out to be this whole bit and it's so fun. So it's part of my uh, hour I'm doing right now touring. Oh, that makes and... me so
2: happy. That to me, yeah. that's my favorite thing about the show is when comics walk away and they dial in bits from stand up on the spot, and then all of a sudden I'm seeing it in a special. I'm like, that's the highest compliment to the show. That's wow. great.
1: Oh yes, yeah. it's. I mean, it will be in my next special. So it's it's so cool what you do. I really love that show and people definitely need to go check it out it's and it's so well produced it's like beautifully shot
2: and thank you fantastic. we uh yeah we work uh we work hard to make it uh look and sound good we're trying to you know make it its own its own thing like it's uh, its own uh you know any, any anything like a, a netflix or a comedy central like they used to do like, those showcase like showcase comedians back in the day uh and they mm-hmm. still do but we're trying to do kind of our own our own version of that
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, you guys should go check it out. The one I did uh, is like a sneak peek of what the bit is now on uh, that I'm doing on tour. But yeah, basically, the first time I got a period, I had to wear a pad, because that's what they tell you when you're young is like the first time you get one to wear a pad, not a tampon. And it was my uh, middle school's graduation trip to the lake. And nobody told me that you can't get into the water with a pad on. And uh, I jumped in and it started dragging me to the bottom of the lake. So uh, that's (laughs) a little bit of the story. But yeah, anyway, it was was such a fun show to do. And we usually, so I'm going to do this in reverse. We usually open by asking the guest what their favorite or least favorite quote is. But I always do this when I have a guest on. I forget until the end. So I'm going to ask you now what your favorite quote is.
2: My favorite quote is from Del Close. And it is follow the fear.
1: Ooh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. He is is he improv Olympics?
2: Yeah, he's like he's like a one of the OG improv guys, but yeah, Io in Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago. Amazing. Uh, yeah. That <laughs> I try to apply that not only to my comedy all the time, but also in life. Yeah. Things that make you uncomfortable, diving right into it
1: yeah it's such a good roadmap for things that you should be doing to push yourself out of your comfort zone is when you're afraid to do something to do it and uh god i can't think of a more applicable quote especially for improv and for stand up on the spot frankly because yeah i'm a comic who's very i'm very much like a writer i like to go up with my material pretty much fully written out and but do, your like...
2: special is great by the way. Oh. The amount of the amount of callbacks and everything that you have it really it really showcases you well like not just performance-wise but as, as a joke writer like I was watching it and I was I was really impressed. Like just as your peer and friend like I was like this is cool.
1: Oh, thank you. That yeah. means so much to me truly. Thank you. Uh yeah, so and I'll do, you know, crowd work here and there but your show is something that like, makes me very nervous when I do it because it's I mean, you go up with literally nothing, nothing, which for somebody like me is that's a big fear is to have nothing that you can reach for. And yeah.
2: Nothing to rely on. Nothing no closer, to rely no, on. Nothing to, to dig you out if something's not going well.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's very terrifying, but I like doing it because it does a once you get off stage, you're like, okay. No matter how that went, at least I did it and conquered that fear of the day. But the like you said, to have material come from it and become a big written joke, it that's the greatest.
2: Yeah. So big payoff for it. Yeah, we'll have to get you yeah. back on um, uh, at the comedy store since you haven't done it there. You did like a you know, the version on the road. So oh, it'll yeah. be have to have you at home base at the store sometime.
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> the one of the festival also we had the woman who kept shouting, what was it, double mastectomy mastectomy over and over until i was like okay like what so what's going on and then she flashed me yeah she
2: stood up and showed her chest scars and it was like oh wow this is this is happening
1: yeah it was uh it was insane so that's it's a perfect example of your show where it's like you you cannot plan for anything yeah i think i was saying double mastectomy as well like a vasectomy i was like mispronouncing it on stage
2: And she's so, like, no, must act at
1: That's great. That was, that was yeah. a bright moment for me. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. So please plug everything. Please plug where people can watch the special. Stand up on the spot where people can find you on the road. All that stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, check out my one hour special. It's called Daddy. Uh, just type in Jeremiah Watkins Daddy on YouTube or Jeremiah Watkins one hour special. It's very easy to find. Uh, Stand up on the spot. Comes out every other Monday on our YouTube channel. And then every Friday scissor bros for all you scissor siblings out there they're listening yes. and yes. uh yeah i'm a fun follow on, on socials at jeremiah stand and uh tour dates are at jeremiahwatkins.com. so it's all out there if you want to do the deep dive
1: <laughs> amazing you guys please go follow jeremiah he's so fucking funny and truly one of the hardest working people i know i love seeing all the different things you're doing it's it's very impressive
2: oh thank you
1: All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Jeremiah. He's just the best. He's so sweet, so funny. Please go watch his special Daddy on YouTube. And we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from JAPC. They say, awesome. I literally just found you this afternoon because all of my other fave true crime podcasters seem to be taking a co-vacation. So I'm glad I did. You had me at the mole. (laughs) I was in my pool working out and had to stop because I couldn't catch my breath hilarious just fyi i'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner with 30 plus years of experience in private practice i also prescribe medications so if you ladies ever have questions or need expertise i'm here for you Oh, yeah, I also have depression, anxiety, and ADHD, lol. Can't wait to binge listen while walking my three year old golden retriever, Harley. Poor guy, length of his walk is generally dependent on if there are new episodes of my favorite podcast. Now I have you. Hopefully, added bonus equals weight loss. I will tell all of my podcast lover friends and patients about your show. Love you, ladies. You made my day. Oh, my gosh. What an incredibly kind iTunes review. Thank you so much. It's also so nice that you (laughs) left a review today, like the day you found us. Uh, You are already an absolute all star of a listener. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to leave us such a sweet review. Um, If you guys want to follow in their footsteps, please head to iTunes. You just can click that fifth star and then leave, you know, even if it's just a sentence or a few cookie emojis, you guys know we love our cookie emojis, anything you can. To help boost the show on iTunes, it really, really helps us a lot. So, um, you know, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode. To be honest, full disclosure, uh, I just got into a car accident before we started recording today. Um, I got rear-ended sitting at a stoplight. So my back is not feeling great. I, I think I'm okay overall. I'm just still a little bit in shock. And, uh, I'm going to have to go call my insurance now, try to get that all figured out. But anyway, uh, that's my, I guess that's my segment is getting rear-ended. I've never had that happen before and fuck, it's so horrible and jarring. I, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to go get that stuff figured out. Um, but I hope that you all have a wonderful week and, we will talk to you guys next week. All right, go watch The Hustler on YouTube if you haven't yet. Bye guys, we love you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at Podcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Thank you.